The views and opinions expressed on Nerds and Beer are solely those of the hosts and guests, who clearly know just enough to be dangerous. Please do not try this at home. E.T. Phone Home. High five! Welcome back, everybody, to Nerds and Beer. We are on a roll with recording lately. So much good content. Nerds and beer. <laughs> Nerds and beer. So the man singing is uh, is my uh, life day partner. <laughs> <laughs> my brother from another mother. Sent me into emphysema cough there. <laughs> my brother from another, mo- another mother. Uh, we have Joe, also known as Crash. And joining Kate me to Bishop, the right. That is, that is not cutlery. <laughs> Joining me to the right is my offspring, McClunky. <laughs> I'm adopted. You're not adopted. <laughs> oh, shots fired. <laughs> shots fired. <Jeez>. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're back uh, recording again. Um, this episode, we'll try to keep it a little bit shorter, but uh, I think we're going to tackle the latest episode of uh, the Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. yeah we, I mean, we have got to deal with Boba Fett or. Uh, uh, a late week shout out to Bethany again or for Bobo Fett. Bobo Fett. <laughs> Still one of my favorite parts of last episode. Mando yes. Um, yeah, Mando season 2.5. Yes. Um, we've got, uh, you recently watched Ghostbusters Afterlife last night, so I'm, I would like to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, just like super recently last night, I may have watched uh, courtesy of your digital code. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. That's what I'm here for. So we'll tackle that. Uh, I'm going to do a quick beer review tonight from Roke Brewing Company for the Devil Dog Oatmeal Stout, which I'm currently drinking as we're recording this. Fresh out of uh, making a um, batch of chili in my Instant Pot. Very nice. I'm impressed that you're Insta-cooking. Yeah, I use my Instant Pot for everything, man. Mandy cooks. Mandy cooks it in a fair amount. Like like we discussed before we recorded, though. I'm always terrified of like turning the little knob and the pressure goes out the top. There are a few times where I've uh, turned it on and it's starting to make some weird noises, and I just kind of like I was thinking back to like what they used to say with a microwave, and I can't remember what it was that I saw, but they were like, when you stare at it, just open your mouth so the radiation goes through you. <laughs> And so when I stare at my Instant Pot, I just open my mouth real wide and just hopefully if it blows up, it'll go right just, through me. Just hope for the best. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, this Sunday uh, afternoon. Had a little uh, little bit of basketball. I coached an open gym earlier today, and now um, I am being lazy in the basement. And, um, yeah, so far. Sweet, sweet. Well, we uh, – did some things around the house. I made some chili, and then I recently got a uh, new. Went today, and actually got a new podcast mic for us. But uh, lo and behold, I've got to get. Uh, believe it or not, I've got to get wired headphones for it to work right. Really? Yeah. So when you plug it into the laptop, it uh, recognizes it obviously as a speaker. So we might be able to talk, and it'll probably sound really good. But we won't uh-huh. know anything that you're saying because we won't be able to hear you. <laughs> oh, well, that, that yeah. Screech. Yeah, and we tried hooking speakers up to it and it was screeching. Oh. So 
we're going to get some headphones and do it that way. And I think it'll be better because then we'll be able to like hear, you know, ourselves and you better than the headphones. And yeah, we're, we're excited. We're taking it to the next level, folks. Very nice. Yeah, you know. Oh, that. I do have. Um, I, <laughs> woo. Um, that's that's funny that you play the Ric Flair. I was gonna bring up. You know, I I do have my usual Joey Tomasi shout out to Joey. So if you want to cue the the Ric Flair woo again. Oh, let me go back to it. I just changed it. <laughs> Joey, Joey, this is for you. Oh uh, oh oh. Where is it? Hey, hey, oh. No, it's gonna. It's oh. <laughs> <laughs> But now also, I have a second additional, and this is, I don't know if it's really a shout out or if it's a, a, a listener question, but I know last week at Bucket's request, we did kind of the, the rapid fire, like who would win celebrity death match type thing. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the famous sister of Joey Tomasi, um, Addie Tomasi, um, who is a friend of the McLean family as well, had a celebrity death match match that she wanted to know our opinion on. So who okay. do you think would win? I already gave, I gave my opinion to, um, to their mom, M the other day. Uh, but, but what do you guys think of Scarlet Witch? So, so Wanda um, versus Fina from the Eternals. Mm. What? This is crazy. <laughs> oh my heart just grew 10 sizes Yelena. um out of those two i would have to say i'm gonna go with scarlet witch i think she's more powerful and i mean uh one is internal though and she's supposed to be like man that's a good that's a good one but i'm gonna go with scarlet witch is there is there a street fight going on at your house in the background too yeah yeah brody's uh, got <laughs> He's got all woo woo thing queued up. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with Scarlet Witch. What do you What do you think, McClunky? Uh, Scarlet Witch. Yeah, that was and, my opinion too. I I figured Scarlet Witch would take her. Although who knows? You know, Athena may put a put a spear through her forehead before she does anything. So. Yeah, but I don't know. Scarlet Witch has the magic and mm-hmm. just is very she, powerful. She eliminated the mutants too for a certain point in the comics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think that I think that Scarlet Witch has so much power, and a lot of it is untapped. Like she just doesn't even know what she's capable mm-hmm. of. But I think that she would be able to take down an Eternal as well. I I I think so too. Um, did you see? I haven't investigated it too much, but um, uh, Nine sent me a thing all excited because she thought it was an MCU project. But I believe it's just a uh, Marvel print comics um, crossover that's coming. Um, I believe this coming summer with the X-Men and the Eternals and the Avengers. Have you seen anything for that? I have not, but I'm intrigued by that. Yeah, it looks pretty good. And I think um, it may be, my opinion was, I told them, yeah, that's for the comics. You know, they do big summer crossovers a lot. But my opinion is that crossover event may be like a teaser for the X-Men and more Eternals coming in the MCU proper. So something to check out. Yeah, and she didn't. Uh, there was no sort of release date or anything. It was just sometime this summer. Yeah, I think it said like June. You know, June twenty twenty two. That'd be cool. I yeah, did, I did hear some rumblings recently about a new uh, so, uh, solo Sony project possibly in the works for Madam Web. I think I did. I did see a little tidbit on that too. She was the one from like the like 
80, late eighties, nineties Spider-Man, was she not? Yeah. I believe, and I, I, if I believe correctly, she had like precog powers, like she could see the future. Yeah. I did see, and it's funny because the the old Spider-Man that's coming that came out way back in like the '90s and stuff. Like a lot of the merch is coming back now too. Like the figures are being reissued, and yeah. they're making pops and stuff for them now too. Yeah, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. So now before I before we get into too much of our actual topics today, um, I do want to tell everybody this is a spoiler heavy show. Um, for for Bobo Fett. So if you have not caught up yet on episodes five and six of Bobo, um, you may want to pause us and go get right with with your life, and then yep. go back and unpause us. Yep, exactly. So, no man. Bobo <laughs> <laughs> Fett. Um, yeah. Oh, I was gonna tell you. Um, Oh, what was I going to tell you? I just I thought of it, and then I just thought, thought of it. Oh, the celebrity deathmatch thing. That's what it was. When oh, yeah, talking, yeah. I, too, uh, somebody had reached out via message. James, who uh, is a, a loyal listener to the podcast. Again, thanks, James. Hi. James! Um, James had said that he really liked the celebrity deathmatch uh, portion that we did, too. So maybe we'll make it more of a reoccurring thing because there are so many possibilities and it's it's fun just to see yeah it's kind of fun and like if anybody has any suggestions like hey we want to hear your opinion on um you know so-and-so versus so-and-so let us know and we can uh do specifics for you if you want yeah yeah just send us a message and uh we'll We'll give you our non-expert opinion (laughs) yeah we'll save it for a podcast or we'll give it to you you know in a message or whatever but I think I think that's a pretty fun little section that we do. Yeah. Um, also coming up at the end of the podcast, we're gonna talk about uh, a giveaway that we have and how you guys can uh, win possibly an Echo Dot. Ooh. Echo Dot. So you know we we have talked several times about giveaways, so we're actually we're we're making it happen now. It's happening. That's right. That's right. I put in the post, man, at the end of uh, 2021, I said 2022 is going to be an even bigger year for Nerds and Beer. So we're, The nerds we're are up in their game. That's right. That's right. We're moving We're moving up in the giga world here, you know? <laughs> no, <laughs> man. <laughs> Wait, what was that? What, what did he say? No, man. <laughs> I think he said, hey, Bobo. <laughs> <laughs> Bobo. So, all right. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, just real quick. Um I've been out hitting the stores again, Joe, looking for the collectibles that we get for any of our fans and listeners we, that uh, are we collect things. I, we collect things uh, a little bit. Just yeah. <laughs> yeah, just a, just a tad. So I sent you a picture. I found uh, Shroot from Rogue One the other day, the Black Series figure. Yeah, that was a good find. Yeah, so I saw that, and then I was telling the clunky today that uh, I ran to a local. Uh, wally world in our area and they actually had the dr strange marvel legends line out now nice you know i forgot to tell you you know what i found the other day and i they only had one of them so i was only able to get one i didn't wasn't able to get you one but they had a star wars black series um and it wasn't in the box like i don't know what you call the alternate packaging when it's on just like a pegged card Mm. but they had a black series darth revan oh you did get it yeah i found one Oh, you're lucky. Yeah, I have it pre-ordered at a GameStop, and I actually, it's funny because um, the scheduled date for the release was the end of 2021. It was like New Year's Eve. 
and it's so weird I, how they schedule stuff but it like just it shows up in the store and it's just it's based on like you know manufacturers and how they ship them and things like mm-hmm. that so i actually called the gamestop that i pre-ordered it from yesterday and was like hey it's been like two months i'm just checking to see if it's in there like yeah no we haven't gotten it yet mm-hmm. <laughs> so i do have it pre-ordered and eventually it'll come in they probably got it and now they have it on ebay yeah yeah it could be or they like they say oh well we'll call you when it's in then they don't call you and then they just take it <laughs> yeah yeah our local wally mart had one darth revan they had a couple of the um a new hope uh princess leah and then yeah. they had um i think a couple obi-wans like um clone wars version obi-wan and then they, i think they had like a clone trooper or a stormtrooper or something so Clone Wars, uh, you said Clone Wars Obi-Wan? Well, cl- Clone Wars-ish, maybe Revenge of the Sith. Oh, okay, I was going to say, I, got, I found the Re- Revenge of the Sith one, and then I found the Bible First Trooper. Yeah. Um, those are pretty sweet, those legends. That's the same line that uh, we got the Thrawn from. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I do like those and enjoy those. Um, I it's one of those things like if I just see them I'm like I'm usually scooping them up because they're so hard to find right now yeah it's funny because I picked it up and then I had some other shopping to do and um I went back to the pharmacy to pick up a prescription and I set my other junk just on the counter while I was digging my wallet out Mm -hmm. and the guy that was working at the pharmacy picked it up he's like dude we had Darth Revan I'm like yeah you only had one and it's right there (laughs) (laughs) that's so funny I did place an order from GameStop online the other day, and uh, I don't know. If, well, I got you the Boba Fett, I think, pop with the the background of the Star Destroyer. Yeah. So they release, you know, they're releasing each month or two months or whatever. They're releasing new bounty hunters in that series, and it's going to, you know, you put them all together, and it's going to be the Star Destroyer scene from mm-hmm. uh, Empire Strikes Back. And uh, Dengar was the last one that came out, and I couldn't find him in any of the game stops. Uh, so I just ordered him uh, from their website and uh, found a sale for a version of the Red Hood, the McFarland figure for McClunky here. So nice. I, I got those so I can get the free shipping and stuff. But uh, the, there's two more of those pops to come out now, and it's going to be Vader and then what was the other guy's Forlong? name? Forlong? No, Forlong we already got. No. Oh, it's that Zuckus. Zuckus, yeah. Dude, when I was a kid, Zuckus was one where um, he wasn't ever for sale. But if you saved up enough of the proof of purchases, like if you clip those off the back of the cards of the ones you did purchase, you could send them in and they would mail you a Zuckus. And I got oh, Yeah, I got a <laughs> That's Zuckus. like old school, dude, because I forgot about that they even did that until you just said that. Yeah, there's a few cards. I was pretty good at that, um, sending in the proof of purchases and getting the free shit. Man, that's crazy. Like, I forgot all about that until you just said that. And, like, when you yeah. said it, it was like, holy shit, it just unlocked, like, a whole chain of memories for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can you think of that now, like, telling people to cut a hole in the packaging? People would be like, no! Yeah, no, I'm not destroying this package. Yeah. Oh, man, that's crazy. Yep. So. All right, well. Yeah, and it was cereal boxes, too. You could remember you the cereal boxes and send them in for like the special yeah, get cool that. stuff man back in the day did, they should restart that what did they even do with those though i think they just wanted to make sure like hey this kid like bought four of our other figures so we'll send them this other one that's crazy yeah huh 
Wild. And now it's just like a QR code and they don't even send you anything good. Yeah. <laughs> You're trying to do it. Yeah. Was... If you if you buy if you buy this project or product, you can enter the QR code and we'll give you a naked picture of B. Arthur. <laughs> B. Arthur. You're a little late I on the line. I had a sound bite queued up and I was waiting for it, but it hasn't played yet. So for B. Arthur? No, no, it, it was a different one. Like, dude, if you had a B. Arthur sound bite queued up, you are the bomb. <laughs> yeah. Let me see if I can find one. Okay. While we search here. So uh, what uh, what should we talk about first? You want to do Ghostbusters really quick? Yeah, I think we should jump into that because I'm very curious to to hear what your thoughts are, you know. Now, both uh, this, I, I got to watch Ghostbusters Afterlife last night with Buckets um, and my, my lovely wife, Miranda. Um, and very rarely does she stay awake through an entire movie, especially if it's a nerd movie. But she stayed awake through the whole Ghostbusters Afterlife. Um, we also not just watched it, but we watched it on the new uh, movie projector that she got me for Christmas. So Ooh. I set up the screen in the living room and we had to kind of move furniture and so like we could all like sit across the room to watch it but we watched it on like a really really big screen projector um it was pretty dope that's sweet. Uh, yeah it was uh like we went to the theater to see it with some friends and like bella was not keen on going at all she was like <laughs> i do not want to go i had zero interest and stuff and by the end of the movie she was like that movie was awesome so yeah i thought yeah. you did a really good job with it Mandy, you know, going into the watching, Mandy was not super keen on it. And she kept thinking like that we had missed a movie, like that there was something in between Ghostbusters 2 and this Ghostbusters movie. And I said, I think it's just the fact that um, you're either thinking of the all-female reboot that they did several years ago or the fact that there was just so much promotional stuff for this movie. And then it just got pushed back and pushed back and pushed back and pushed back um, because of COVID that it just seems like this actually should have come out years ago. <laughs> yeah, it's like with, uh, even with Spider-Man and Batman, too, all that stuff. Um, so so we, we, we got into Ghostbusters, and, um, you know, I liked the original movies. I thought, they were, I thought they were funny, and I thought they were cute. I thought this was just as good of, of a remake. You know, obviously, they put in a whole bunch of new cast. Um, what's the, the girl's name? McKenna Grace. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, the dude from, um, stranger things, I, you know, buckets would be mad that I don't know his Wolf, name, but Wolfgang, is that his name? Wolfgang von Futentrop. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um... Wolfgang von Futentrop. Um, but, uh, I thought it was good and they, you know, they, you know, if you haven't watched it yet, sorry, spoiler alert, but you know, having tidbits of the original cast, um, at the end was cool. Um, the only thing I would have liked is maybe just a little bit more of them. They they got them in at the end, and it was neat seeing them. I would have liked just a tiny bit more of, of Bill Murray and Aykroyd and, um, is it Ernie Hudson? Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think I agree with you. I would have liked them a, their presence a little bit more in it. Um, hmm. But I also feel like that this was opening the door to future projects, so I, I feel like they may not you know, actually be done with it. I hope so. And if that's, if that's the case that we do get, you know, another Ghostbusters sequel, um, then I'll be even happier with afterlife. But I thought it was a really good movie. Um, I, I recommend it, especially if you, if you like the original Ghostbusters, um, you, you know, it's worth watching. 
and I don't want to spoil part of the ending, but um, I will say that, um, well, I guess they had it at the start too. The CGI that they did at the beginning, gone. Oh, Harold Ramis, yeah. Yeah, and then the CGI, passed away, so. the CGI that they had towards the end of the movie also was really, really, I thought it was really well done. Yeah, and I, I thought they did really good, and it looked super good, too. Obviously, yeah. he didn't speak at all or anything like that, but I thought it was a, a very nice nod to Harold Ramis. And now, was that, a, was that a body double, or did they have, like, footage from something else? Or, like, what was that? Are you talking about the beginning? Well, at the beginning, they never really showed his face. So Right, yeah, it was a shadow, so that could have been a body double. But I feel like the... Yeah, the the scenes towards the end and stuff was more like a body double, and then they kind of CGI'd his face. That's like course. what we get with like uh, Merc Hamill and Young Luke and in The Mandalorian. And yeah, let, let's save that topic for yeah. a few minutes. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, no, it, it it was. I thought it was done very well, and it was like watching it in the theater. Um, and when they start talking about Gozer and things like that, and I was like, all right, well, it's kind of, you know, they're hitting on this, a lot of the same notes from like the first one. It was a lot of the same formula that they went with with the first one. They film. did, but they modernized it. Right. And mm-hmm. the, the, the takeaway for me from this movie was that it was really cool because it was Egon's grandkids. Mm-hmm. And it was like, and we've talked about it before. It was like a an underdog story, you know. The mm-hmm. the granddaughter was like this nerdy kid, didn't really have a lot of friends, and like this was her moment to shine. And and mm-hmm. I thought they did really well. And even like the ending part between, you know, um, the daughter, like the mom mm-hmm. of his grandkids and stuff, um, like the the interaction there towards the end, like you couldn't help but feel a little teary eyed, you know. Yeah, I thought I thought that was good, and it brought a lot of heart to the movie you know having having that in there um and i thought you know obviously okay according to buckets literally mckenna grace is in every movie nowadays she plays like either you know the the young heroine or like a younger version of the grown-up heroine Mm -hmm. and he's like she's in friggin' everything but uh i thought the way they made her look and like the way they did her hair made it really and the glasses obviously made it really believable that she was egon's granddaughter Oh, for sure. And just the way she spoke and like her mannerisms and stuff, like you could totally buy into that. Yeah, I thought I thought it was I thought it was well done. It's a bummer that we didn't get any Rick Moranis, but you know, you can't have everything. So But you did get the feel like the Paul Rudd was to replace him, you know. You oh, absolutely. And I I think they gave us just enough Paul Rudd, like they didn't overdo it that he didn't like take over the movie, but he was I think he played his role perfectly and and he took over that Rick Moranis. I think overall, like to me, Ghostbusters Afterlife was like the Force Awakens um, for the Ghostbusters series. Like it hit a lot of like McClunky said, a lot of the exact same beats that the original did, um, but it just modernized it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And did you have a, a favorite character of the movie? Or one that you were more drawn to, or you like felt their presence was really good. <laughs> I don't. Know. They were all good. I do have to. I do have to say, you know, just because we are nerds, um, that that I did like podcast quite a bit. I was gonna say, podcast was one of my favorite characters. <laughs> <laughs> like just the way he, he like talked, and he always had like the boom mic with him, and like yeah. recording people. <laughs> had the big boom mic. Yeah, yeah. He's so good. Mm-hmm. 
it was a, it was a good movie though. So if you haven't checked out Ghostbusters Afterlife yet, make sure you get it. Um, it's on digital. You can get it on Blu-ray DVD now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's worth it. It's it's an adventurous ride. It's pretty and cool. the one not that this cameo mattered because I don't even know what the dude's real name is. But did you catch that the guy from Spider-Man: Homecoming that played Shocker like before he got killed? He got he was like the sheriff or like the guy that ran the jail. Yeah, we did see that. And actually, I said that to Brody. I go, oh. And when we were in the theater, I go, it's the shocker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So, yeah, it was pretty funny. Wait, was that the anti-gravity gun? <laughs> yeah. Boof. Mm. Mandy thought, okay, this is bad. Mandy thought it was Dave Chappelle. I'm like, that's not Dave Chappelle. Uh. <laughs> like fat Dave Chappelle. Oh. So... On a scale of one to ten, what would you probably give Ghostbusters Afterlife? Oh, I would give it at least a seven. Let's go seven and a half. I give it, it it was a really solid movie. It was funny. Um, it had a lot of heart. Um, and as long as it's opening the door for more, more Ghostbusters, I think uh it's if I know for a fact, like if I knew for sure they're gonna do more of them, I'd bump my my rating up to an eight. But I'll now, give it a seven and a half. Now, did you stay for the end of the? What was at the end of the credits? Did you stay for it? Well, I, I watched it on, <laughs> on my home screen. I guess I didn't let it play long enough. What was at the end? So, did you see the scene with Ernie Hudson? I saw a scene with Bill Murray and Sigourney Weaver where she's holding up the cards. Yes, that was a great scene, by the way. Yes, that was really good. Was there more after that? There is another scene with Ernie Hudson, and he uh, purchases Ecto-1. Oh, maybe I did then, that, and it was, I don't know if I saw it. And that. then brings it, brings it to the old. No, I'm going to have to go watch it again and check out that. I didn't yeah. see it. And it, it, it's actually him and, uh, oh, what was the secretary's name? Uh, Annie Potts. Yeah, Jeanine. it was a scene with those two talking and stuff, and so you, it, it kind of like where they leave that and how the conversation goes between those two, you kind of get the feel that they're, you know, setting up for future uh, films, maybe not per se with the actual cast, but mm-hmm. I think you'll still get hints of them here and there. Yeah. That'd be cool. You know, it's such a, it's such a, a passion. I feel like for Dan Aykroyd, like it's like one of his babies. Mm-hmm. Um, he's always been very busters and even watching him on the interview circuit when this one was coming out and just, like how he spoke about it. Like he wants to be involved in these films. I feel like I think you pay Bill Murray in marijuana. He'll show up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, just tell me where to go. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the burger? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, how about, how about since we've concluded Ghostbusters, why don't we take a brief uh, commercial break and then we'll come back with, some Bobo Fett and your beer review. Sounds like a plan. Uh, stay tuned, everybody. We'll be right back after these sound bites. Nerd! What? This is crazy. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the newest um, iteration of Nerds and Beer. Nerds, Nerds and Beer! <laughs> uh, <laughs> very, very nice. 
Uh, before we before we rip into the Bobo Fett and the beer review talk for the week, um, let's talk about this really exciting thing that Cash has brought to us this week. Um, we are going to, even though we've talked about it many times amongst ourselves, have our first ever Nerds and Beer giveaway to um, one of you faithful listeners. Um, Cash, do you want to do you want to tell them what the the big giveaway for for this thing is, and then I'll talk about how they can get entered. Yes, so we have an Amazon Echo Dot uh, to give away. Add Alexa to any room. Um, just by speaking to it, it will tell you, um, you know, it'll call your mom. What's it'll tell you what the weather is. Play music that you want it to. Um, so basically, you set it up in your house and connect it to your Wi-Fi, and you are good to go. And so, can can I say, as a user of Alexa, and we have we have an Alexa in our living room, and then um, we. Uh, Nines has one, um, usually in her room. I'm currently borrowing it while she's away at college, but they're really cool. Like I listen to, um, you can link your, like if you have satellite radio, like I have it in my car, you can link your satellite radio to your Alexa. So you can listen to all those cool stations while you're in your house. Mm -hmm. Um, it'll play just, you know, any kind of music from Spotify or anything like that. Um, they are really neat. Um, and you can also listen to podcasts on it. So, um, I don't, nerds and beer. Um, well, I think to get nerds and beer on it, you would have to link it to like your Spotify. Um, yes, but and this without... one actually, um, this, and you can oh. connect to Spotify. It says explore tens of thousands of skills, including Amazon music, Apple music, Spotify, Sirius XM, Pandora, uh, NPR, tune in, and then there's a, a couple other ones too. So I think you can link your your accounts to this one. Yeah, it is. It is super handy and it's it's super fun. Like I, I'll listen to podcasts while I'm like cleaning up in the morning. Usually, I'll I'll take the youngest McLean to school and then come home and catch up on dishes and laundry and crap like that. And I'll listen to two or three podcasts while I'm doing that. So it's yeah. uh it's a nice thing to have around. So it's a pretty cool prize that you could win. Yeah, and we we don't use the Echo Dot per se at our house, but we did uh, talking before, you know, the pregame that we did before the podcast, and we have uh, the Google Home, I think, which is the equivalent of the same thing. But we yeah. have all we have Google phones, all of us here at, at the the payment house, so it just makes sense that we stick with Google products for us. So, but I mean, it's it's basically the same thing with the Echo Dot. So yeah, they're pretty much exactly the same thing, just yeah. different brands. But they, it is a really awesome prize and cash. That's pretty uh, pretty cool of you for seeking out and procuring this amazing prize for our listeners. Well, you know, people get when they listen to us. So I just want to give back. <laughs> hey, give you back. are the man that keeps on yeah. giving. That's right. right. You know, and it's now like uh, to to get like entered is is the uh, <laughs> it smells like cookies. Um <laughs> to get entered in this awesome giveaway that you have set up for us. Um what our listeners need to do, it's a two-step process. So you need to do both steps. So to get signed up for this awesome giveaway, you need to number one like the nerds and beer page on facebook which you may already have done so maybe you've already done that step if you haven't get out there and like our page and then the other thing to do that you have to do to get entered in this amazing contest is share this podcast that you're currently listening to so this episode of nerds and beer share it with all your friends on facebook um and that that's all you need to do to get entered of all the people that like our page 
and um, share this episode, um, we will do a random drawing of all those people. And one of you lucky sons of peepers will win an Echo Dot. And you will get to take the Echo Dot home or we'll ship it to you. And you will be able to listen to us any time of day. So you can hear our soothing voices whenever you want. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. That's said. <laughs> That's amazing. Good sound bite. <laughs> oh, oh and for stuff. the record, for the record, this contest is not rigged. Because when I went upstairs and told Buckets about this giveaway, she's like, so all I have to do is like and share it? I'm like, you can't win it, you dope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, none of, none of the cast and crew of cast. Nerds and Beer or cast and crew or families of Nerds and Beer can win. Yeah, so if you're if you're related to us, sorry, you're screwed. You can't win. Hey, and like I said before, um, you know, if you're related to us, you're screwed anyway. So you can't win, and you have nerds for family. Is crazy. Yes, <laughs> Elena. Okay, now before we get into Bobo Fett, I will tell you. You know, my heart carry special places for certain characters and you know number one ahsoka tano is my my number one favorite character of all time anything but yelena she's moving up there i think she might be pulling into the number two spot she's pretty good man i yeah, she's i like good. her i mean anybody that puts that much hot sauce on mac and cheese that's my kind of woman <laughs> <laughs> oh so with that and talking about ahsoka tano i feel like we should uh, jump right into the Mandalorian, or the Mandalorian, excuse me, the Book Season of Boba Fett. Yeah. So before we do that, we'll start and preface it with this. <laughs> Spoiler alert. That was amazing. That was, that was pretty wait, good. Wait, let's try this one. What's this one? Excuse me. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Uh, now, I think that that is an important thing, though, to talk about with our nerddom fans. You know, it it is now nowadays with like streaming services where people can like binge a whole series or, you know, Internet spoilers or Facebook spoilers. It is or should be at least common courtesy before you start talking about your favorite thing to ask someone, are you caught up before you drop whatever knowledge bomb that went on? Wait. Was that was that a foul? Was that a party foul on my part with nine? No. <laughs> should I should I have Sheldon tell Excuse me? Excuse me. Spoiler alert. Oh, I felt like that was a party foul on my part in uh, the last episode where we started talking about the book of Boba Fett. Well, you know like, what? I watched it and I was like, oh no. Nines needs to do a better job staying up on things. Nines is now caught up because, okay, how cute is this? This is how good of a daughter I've raised. She, um, she currently has a, a slight um, injury, so she isn't attending her practices as much as she, she should be. So as she heals from this injury, um, she has caught back up on Bobo Fett and some other things. She got to watch this week's Bobo before I did, and mm. she sent a text to me and just asked, have you watched it yet? And when I said no, she said, okay, before you watch it, you need to FaceTime me because I want to watch your facial reactions while you watch this episode. <laughs> that is good. Yeah. So when I finally did get to watch it that evening, it was like probably 1030 at night that I got to watch Bobo. 
Um, but I did FaceTime nines and, and she got to watch me just as I basically ear to ear for that whole episode. It was, and it was funny because, um, you had messaged me and you were like, uh, I don't know what happened. I didn't read anything, but nines messaged me. and was like, I need to face FaceTime her when I watch it or whatever. And then when I got home that night, cause like I too did not read any spoilers or anything, but when I got home and watched it and then I saw it, I was like, Oh my God, I could totally see why she messaged you and was like, you need to FaceTime me. <laughs> yeah, it was, you know, we'll, we'll cover episode five before we get into the specifics of episode six, but um, episode six, like it, it just kept getting better and better. Like, it, 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 yeah, it had everything that I could have wanted. <laughs> yeah. did, I, did I say episode five? I meant episode six. I think yeah. that's. Yeah, sorry. I apologize. So we didn't really, did we talk many specifics last week about episode five? I don't think we did. We talked a little bit about it. Um, We kind of covered four and five just briefly. Mm -hmm. Um, Because five was really good too. Yeah, five, I think five set the table like and set, I feel like it set, think that they were going to reach again, but they clearly did with episode six. In five, uh, McClunky basically you said before that it kind of set the table for these next two to instead of being i mean there were still boba fett tie-ins obviously to the big story mm-hmm. but episode five basically was mandalorian season 2.5 pretty much it was just bridging the gap and setting up uh mandalorian season three you know yeah. it's starting to, to tie the two together mm-hmm. um and it makes me think that even in Mando season three, we're still going to see more Boba Fett, just kind of like a, a secondary character, which, I mean, fans can't be upset about that because that's what he's always been. <laughs> now, I've heard some some hints and how true these are. I don't know, but I listen to a lot of other podcasts, too. Um, and I know I, I shout out to Rebel Force Radio a lot and I'll shout out to Rebel Force Radio now. So good job, fellas. <laughs> Rebel Force Radio. Um they have hinted in their podcast that they believe or that some of their listeners believe that these Disney plus star Wars shows, you know, what we've seen so far um, in kind of the, the Filoni verse that they refer to, you know, this Mandalorian storyline and they brought in Ahsoka Tano um, last year. And, you know, they've, they've hinted that Ahsoka is going to have her own series um, that this whole Filoni verse is slowly building towards one, you know, it has all these storylines that are branched out, but it eventually is going to turn into just the telling of one big story so that Mandalorian and Bobo are just going to tie together. Um, and that Ahsoka will tie into that as well. Um, and that this is going to end up telling, you know, one big story. So what, what do you guys think about that? Do you guys do you that guys think that's something they're building towards or what do you think? I think so. I think everything at this point is going to be interweaven and woven together and it's just going to be one massive story that's just going to fill that gap between uh Return of the Jedi and then um, yeah, The Force Awakens. Now two questions on that line. Um do you think they will successfully tie cuz we do have some prequel-ish stuff coming too we're getting obi-wan fairly soon and i'm betting we're gonna get an obi-wan um trailer at the super bowl don't you think yeah i would think so i mean the biggest stage in the, the world so do you think they're gonna be able to tie obi-wan's content 
into this storyline that we're seeing with Mando and Boba, because it will take place a lot of it on Tatooine. Um, and then do you think this is looking way ahead past the Ahsoka series? Do you think the end game is going to be that we're going to get um, a new kind of a new telling of the star Wars future um, that centers around grand Admiral Thrawn as the big bad. To the second part, I would say, I hope so because I've always really liked grand Admiral Thrawn and I, I feel like they've been, you know, gearing it up with Mandalorian that he's going to be back and that we're going to get more um, like live action rebels too. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that might be where they're kind of shifting it. In my personal opinion, I don't think it's going to be uh, anytime soon that you're going to see anything that Lucasfilm and Disney does that's going to be tailored around the uh, trilogy that recently came out, Force Awakens, Rise of Skywalker, all those ones, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't think you're going to see any of these stories tie in with any of those movies just because of the criticism that they receive. What... Disney and Lucasfilm is doing right now is like spot on and what they need to do. And it's appeasing the fans and it's all within this timeline of the original trilogy. There's so much time in between that you can tell so many different stories and then put everything together. Like I feel like they're doing, I do think that all of these movies are going to play a part in the events that happen between four five and six with the exception of Obi-Wan. I don't think Obi-Wan is going to tie into anything in current that we're watching, like Mandalorian and the Book of Boba Fett. I feel like Obi-Wan has such a massive amount of storytelling that they can do because there's so much time between Revenge of the Sith and uh, A New Hope that mm-hmm. they, they can tell their own story. And I feel like they don't need to incorporate or you know, tie anything really to the Mandalorian or even Boba Fett or, um, you know, any of the new trilogy or, or anything like that. And fans are going to eat it up because it's Anakin and it's Obi-Wan, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, think, in my opinion, I feel like Obi, the Obi-Wan series is just going to be a tale uh, with just them. And it's just going to focus on that time and that specific story. I don't think it's going to be tailored mm-hmm. to anything else. Right. Now, do you think that there's a chance that Obi-Wan may tie in um, or cross over a little bit with the Cassian Andor series? Because timeline-wise, that fits a bit better than what an Obi-Wan series... Obviously, Obi-Wan's dead by the time the Mandalorian happens. But the Andor series, those would both most likely fall in a shared timeline. Correct. And I don't know. You might... I don't know. McClunky, what do you think? I think so. You think that Andor will be in it or it'll tie into it somehow? Uh, maybe just like a little reference. Probably nothing like uh, Obi-Wan meeting Cassie and Andor, but probably just like whatever happens maybe in the Obi-Wan show, they could make reference to it in Andor or whatever happens in Andor, they can make reference to it in Obi-Wan. They may. One of the other things that I thought, well, and when I said that they could tie, you know, I hope they don't, but, you know, that they tie Obi-Wan to like Mandalorian or the Book of Boba Fett. The only character that they could really associate Obi-Wan with during that timeline would have been Grogu. <laughs> and uh, and I'm hoping that they, they kind of don't. I feel like they need to be separated right now. There's such a, there's such, so much room for them to make like this epic story and another battle between Obi-Wan and Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. And I just, I feel like if they throw Grogu into it, then, 
you throw Grogu into it and then you can kind of tell like Disney's like, okay, he's our cash cow. Like we're going to throw Grogu and everything and people are going to eat it up. <laughs> well, I think past too. I do think that Grogu is eventually Grogu and Ahsoka Tano and Grand Animal Thrawn are going to be the three part bandaid that Dave Filoni puts on Star Wars to help heal what the sequel trilogy maybe stab people with because there's a lot of people that aren't real happy with that but i think if they give us a couple solid years of good storytelling with mandalorian and ahsoka and boba and they keep characters that we've grown to love um that they can bridge that gap and maybe in- introduce you know in a couple years a movie that features ray you know ray skywalker and grogu or you know, maybe Ray featuring, you know, with Ahsoka if she's still alive at that point, or um, Admiral Thrawn as, you know, the new big bad that I think would be widely recepted positively by the Star Wars fan base. And you could maybe build a new trilogy, you know, from there with, with characters that people will support. Right. You could even, you know, you could even take, uh, like the heir to the empire, you know, you could take those novels that Timothy Zahn did because Thrawn was very much a creation of Timothy Zahn, the author. Uh-huh. And, um, Timothy Zahn. Right. Yeah. 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 I, I thought I had his last name wrong, but no, yeah, I'm, I'm having a moment today, so I apologize. Um, but yeah, you know, you could, you could take those books, which were widely accepted and, to this day are still some of the most popular novels in star Wars history, which they're now legends because of how Disney revamped everything. But, you know, you could even take those and make those canon and turn them into a live action. And I think it would be phenomenal. Yeah. You could take the easily take those stories and, you know, obviously you're going to have to tweak them depending on number one, where you set them in the timeline. You know, if you set them post Ray um, and taking off from there, or if you set them like, somehow in the gap in between um i think you could tweak those stories easily and make the general themes of them work for what fans want yeah exactly Mm -hmm. so now we in last week's episode i know we talked a tiny bit about it but we basically got to see the launching pad for where mando has been since the end of last season you know it reunites him with the armorer and paz vizsla and he has a little dark saber fight and da 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 da. And then at the end of episode five, um, we see him, you know, back on Tatooine, basically offering his services to Boba or Bobo. I'm um, sorry. And then he says, you know, I'll I'll do this, you know, for free, but I have to go. I have to go see someone first. Mm-hmm. And then that that's where episode six is off. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I'll let you start out with our episode six coverage. Um, it started out with what for you? <laughs> <laughs> six was the last one. Oh, yeah. Uh, so he lands on the new planet, sees Luke's new Jedi Temple building yep. with R2. Uh, How cool. That, I mean, number one, you see R2-D2, and that's the first like holy shit moment of many moments in that episode. Yeah. 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 And that was, that was pretty big. Um, 
And then when he went there and then those droids that were like constructing the temple, they, I was like, what are those? They look like ants. So I'm just going to call them ant droids. Yeah. Um, uh, how then, to, to back up a tiny bit though, if you can remember in the previous two seasons, how much the Mandalorian hated droids to yeah. when, when he sees R2D2, he refers to him or he greets him as hello friend. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that was pretty crazy to see how he's come like, you know, Right. done a complete like 180 and now it's looking the other way you know <laughs> and how cool it was like they basically just make him sit down like hey we'll build you a bench sit your ass down and wait <laughs> yeah. and he just sat and he waited and didn't question yeah. or anything so i was i was very hopeful at this point that uh like when he was going there and i was like okay he's gonna go find luke and he's gonna be at the new Jedi Academy. And I said it in the last podcast, I was very hopeful that we were going to see like a live action Kyle Katarn, mm-hmm. which I mean, not a lot of people know who Kyle Katarn is, you know, if you're not like an avid like gamer and read right. comics and stuff like that, but nerd Kyle, alert. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But Kyle from like the video games was always a favorite of mine. And, mm-hmm. and I was, I'm hopeful that we're going to see him live action. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe not a big part, but you know, at least, at like least something. or something. So, well, that may be something but, down the road too. So, yeah, yeah, it could be. But then when they when they got there and they were building that temple and stuff, Mighty asked Brody, "I go, is this the planet where Ray finds him later?" No. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I, don't, what the I think it's whatever planet you know we eventually see. Um, Buck or Nine's favorite uh, Kylo Ren burn the place down. I think this is that planet. This is yeah. because, um, spoil, you know, as we progress along, like Mando ends up talking to Ahsoka on the right. planet there, and Ahsoka says that this is the safest place that Grogu can be. And then Brody looked at me and he was like, Is it though? <laughs> <laughs> well, like, okay, there's to me, there's our second holy shit moment is okay, Mando's on the bench waiting. At least I assumed that he was going to sit there until Luke came to greet him, and then we get. You know, at least for me, the cartwheel moment um, where, holy crap, we get more Ahsoka, which I did not, I did not expect that at all, at least yeah. right now, Bobo Fett. Well, and it, it was one of those moments because we had even talked, I feel like in the podcast from previous that, you know, do we think that Ahsoka knew Luke and that they were friends or anything like that? And it just confirmed that they did know each other. Yeah, and that they knew each other well, like she... Um, and from the vibe I got, Luke almost views her, though she's not, you know, a fully trained Jedi or a Jedi master like he is. Um, Luke almost views Ahsoka as, you know, a mentor, you know, like, how should I do this? Or am I doing the right thing? Now, does she refer to him as Master Luke? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if she calls him Master Luke, but she does refer to him as being a Jedi master. I know. Yeah, and I feel like she did say I feel like she did say his name and and it was either and I'm trying to remember Master Luke. And which at that point I was like, if she had said Master Skywalker, that would have been even like that was so cool. Um, And getting getting Skywalker Skywalker. Even though it wasn't a ton of dialogue, it was cool to get to hear her talk about Anakin to Luke. Yeah. Yeah, and you could almost sense like her, like that she's at peace with it. Mm-hmm. 
you know, now like we're to, God, I'm forgetting something though. Um, I think a cool moment that we've skipped over is the Cobb. Is it Cobb Vance moment we oh. had at the very start of the episode? Yeah. Oh, with yeah. the, uh, with the pikes and the, the spice. spice. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty dope and get to see Cobb like as, um, kind of more of the Western gunslinger than what we got originally. Yeah, so do you think he's because he's obviously he's without any ar- armor or anything like that? Do you think he's going to get more armor again? Um, I could see that down the road. I I think, um, and and not to spoil the end of the show, which has probably your holy shit moment. Um, but I I think he's still alive at the end of this episode. Do you, what do you think? I think so. Yeah, I I think that they've come too far too much of his story and well not too much of it but you know they've done a fair amount of building this character up and introducing him and things like that that he became a fan favorite more so than he was in the books to just like kill him off would seem kind of pointless and i think that character and that actor like he does a good job and i think he would fit into he's tatooine based obviously um i think he would fit into this pseudo crime family i mean it's not obviously going to be maybe a crime family but this pseudo um underworld family that bobo is building back up and that cop vanth could become like one of bobo's generals yeah yeah i could see that i don't know <clears throat> like i could i could see him being very much involved with boba and, but kind of more of like his eyes on the ground. Yeah, you know? just kind of like a like a for hire type thing, you know, like a mercenary for hire. Because I feel like Cobb's uh, heart is with the this you know the little city that he's. Oh yeah, know, with the people. Yeah. Well, he could he could definitely he could be one of Boba's like governors. Like, okay, you're oh job. Like, it's your job. I entrust you to you know be the sheriff of this sector or this yeah. area. Yep. and like yeah, he works that. for boba but he runs that town or that area oh okay i see what you're saying yeah i could see that i don't i like i like uh timothy oliphant as an mm-hmm. actor i think he's pretty good or Not as him. as uh as uh mandy refers to him the guy from santa clarita diet <laughs> he was also in the office who was he yeah didn't you remember that oh yeah 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 uh, what was his name? He was the guy that dated Pam. <laughs> so we've got we've got um, Mando with Ahsoka, and then we we obviously see some time between Ahsoka and Luke. Um, uh, we got to see some pretty amazing training sequences with Grogu and Luke Skywalker that I think, to me, was the best part of the episode was getting to see Luke training Grogu. Yeah, it was very reminiscent of Yoda and Luke um, from Empire Strikes Back. I thought it was pretty sweet. What are your thoughts or how did you feel about the newer CGI for the young Mark? I thought it I thought it worked really well. I thought they did a good job. Um they didn't YouTuber. Yeah, they had well it's deep fake. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't overdo it. To me, it didn't look it didn't look plasticky. Um, it didn't look cartoony. I thought it looked fairly real. Um, yeah, I thought it looked phenomenal. Much better than the Mandalorian season two. Yeah, but even I was even fine with that for the small sample size that we got. But to get to see the amount of dialogue that Luke had, 
the amount of action that Luke had and the things they had him doing, you know, whether it was carrying Grogu around, whether it was just meditating or um, the light. I really like the lightsaber sequence when he set Grogu down and then he, you know, went through all his different defenses and poses with his lightsaber. I thought that was pretty, pretty freaking cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was pretty sweet to see mm-hmm. Luke in that, that uh, capacity, you know, as a teacher and teaching the new generation and stuff. Yeah. And it was cool to see like Grogu going through and, you know, he's very much like, Oh, I, I really love the part when he was walking and he was telling the story and then Luke kept like moving his hand and like force lifting Grogu to move. <laughs> yeah. like, come on. I thought that was awesome. Um, but even like the end with the, uh, the training droid, yeah, you know, and like shot Grogu once. And then after that, he was jumping around like Yoda was and stuff. I thought yeah. that was pretty sweet. So he sits him down and, you know, Mando shows up and gives the gift um, from from episode five or chapter five that he has the Beskar spear made out of. Right. And he makes this gift and nobody knew what it was until he, you know, chapter six. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, Mando talks, goes there to see Grogu and then talks with Ahsoka and inevitably leaves without seeing Grogu because it'll screw up his whole training. Mm-hmm. You know, that whole connection thing. Right. So. Luke sets him down and he says, okay, well, you know, the Mandalorian was here. He gave you this gift and here's, you know, Yoda's lightsaber, which was also freaking sweet. Yeah. Yoda's lightsaber. That's badass. Yeah. So, you know, sets them down, presents them in front of Grogu and you have to decide. He doesn't make a decision here. I don't think we'll know his decision until I, I personally don't think we'll know his decision until Mando season three. Joe, you seem to think that he may show up. Was it you that told me you may, he that, may show up? My theory is that we're going to get, okay, whatever battle we get between the Pikes and Boba Fett, I, I think that's coming in the last episode, in, in, in episode seven. Um, my theory is that this battle, and I don't know if they'd end the season two seasons in a row or two two series in a row, with the same type of Luke saves the day. But my theory is that we're going to have this big battle going on between the Pikes and Boba Fett and his entourage. And that Luke, either Luke and Grogu show up on Tatooine to return Grogu to the Mandalorian, that the, that Grogu's choice will be to go with Mando and that, you know, either Luke will deliver him to Mando and in sense, basically save the day in the battle and we'll get a super awkward reunion of Luke Skywalker and Bobo Fett from Return of the Jedi. Or that it'll be Ahsoka's job to deliver him back to Mando. And that Ahsoka and Grogu will show up on Tatooine and save the day. Both are good theories. Mm-hmm. I just don't... Flipping around. I just don't know if they would give us that kind of thing in the Book of Boba Fett. Right. I well, I mean, who would have thought though that we got two basically two back to back episodes with no no Bobo in it? Like we had two Boba Fett episodes with no Boba. Yeah, um, that's true. Sorry, Bobo. Um and you know, they've given us two a, a shit ton of content with no title character in it. So yeah. who knows at this point what they're gonna do. Yeah, it's a free for all at this point, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Now do they pull do they pull a bait and switch? Because earlier in the year, I was sure that the one cameo we were going to get in this season was going to be Han Solo. And do we get, do they pull a bait and switch? They give us all this Grogu and this Ahsoka and this Luke. And the the character we get 
in the last episode is Han Solo. Could be. Could be. I mean, I would straight up, after what they've given us the last two, if they give us Han Solo 2, I'm going to shit my pants right there. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like anything is on the table right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Especially with them uh, reintroducing, you know, Jedi Luke in The Mandalorian Season 2 and then having such a significant role with CGI mm-hmm. in the newest episode of the Book of Boba Fett, like anything is really possible. At this and it point. also explains it would also explain why that speeder bike chase sequence was so boring. Oh Jesus Christ! They all the money into these like no, I feel like that was just the director's like just how he did it. I We're know. pretending that never happened. That that that's a, a fever dream that that never happened. That's even an episode too that you could easily just take out of the show too, and it would even. Now, to back up the truck really quick, I ask you guys a question. Um, One of the smaller scenes that was pretty impressive but got overlooked just because there was so much else in it. Um, When Luke kind of mind regresses Grogu to bring back some of his powers, we got to see the Jedi Temple scene or part of the Jedi Temple scene where um, three Jedis that, to me, were not identifiable. Like, I couldn't pick out if I'd seen them before. Three Jedis were being cut down by a bunch of clone troopers. Um, and presumably Grogu was with someone else at the end of that hallway where he was watching it. Um, we see those Jedis get mowed down by clone troopers. That was pretty cool. But who do you think, you know, we're to get into the nitty gritty of who saved Grogu from the temple? Yeah. So at that scene, I thought it was pretty sweet because, yeah, you get to see the Jedi. You get to see uh, the 501st. And you're you're presuming that it's or assuming that it's the um, the Jedi Temple that they're in. Some of the theories that I saw is that it's not actually the temple, and it might have been somebody's quarters. Um, I don't know if you've seen this, but there was some speculation that uh, there's emblems on the left and right side of the wall. It took me a little bit, and I I'm still not fairly certain that I've even seen them clearly. But um, my first take is that, and I feel like probably 85% of the Star Wars population feels that Mace Windu comes back and saves Grogu Ooh. after he's brought out the window. He kind of you know, does the same because we discussed it before. There's no way he died. I mean, they jump from high, you know, down from higher places. Yeah. And stuff. I mean, Ahsoka so, jumped from orbit. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think at some point you're going to see Samuel L. Jackson back in, in the Star Wars world as Mace Windu. However, um, I feel like that would be the easy way to bring him back. Um, Mm -hmm. And they may, I don't know, but the fan theory was those emblems that I just spoke about. Uh, A lot of people are saying that those were uh, Barris Ophi's um, emblems. Yeah. And that Barris might have, because she was a prisoner of the Jedi at that point, because the events of the Clone Wars framing Ahsoka, you know, it's basically saying that she wasn't a Jedi and she had kind of turned. Mm-hmm. So she would be in custody. So at the point where the temple is being taken over or whatever, that this might be around her quarters and she is free and sees the youngling Grogu and saves him. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I feel like that's kind of a stretch, but who knows? I've been, I've been wrong many a time. I love the Samuel L. Jackson theory. And I'm going to apologize if there are any children, like young children that are listening. Okay. I apologize for this. I'm about to say, but how great would it be if, you know, the clone troopers are closing in to grab Grogu and a one-handed Mace Windu comes crashing through the window 
and just kicks the kicks the kicks the window open, <laughs> grabs Grogu and says, "You're coming with me, motherfucker." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would be sweet, but I don't think they would allow it. <laughs> no, I don't think so. But that's your that's your Samuel L. Jackson effort of the day. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Oh man, so I don't I don't know. I mean, I really think that it could be anybody at this point. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it could even be like I don't know. It could even be uh, Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, Jar Jar Binks. Oh, oh. <laughs> comes in, starts like freaking just stabbing like all the clone troopers, and it's just like an awesome battle sequence. Yeah. So yeah. I'm kind of assuming episode episode seven will end in some sort of battle with some sort of cameo that we don't know who will be the person saving the day. I'm going four different people and i'll let you guys pick who you think it'll be or if you have a dark horse that isn't one of those four who you think will be that saves the day okay do, are we gonna have luke are we gonna have han Solo? are we gonna have ahsoka tano or are we gonna have lando calrissian save the day i'm gonna go with luke because i feel like luke is the one that we've seen and he's the safe bet, but also it would be interaction between Boba and Luke since the Sarlacc <laughs> incident. I, I, I mean, any of those three, I think, would be hilarious to see, um, uh, uh, an interaction. I mean, Luke, Luke and Boba. I mean, Luke was instrumental in Boba going into the pit. Um, Luke and Han, who they just have a ton of history. I mean, he kept Han as an ice cube for. You know, six yeah. or or Lando, who you know Lando was fishing around in the Sarlacc pit too when Bobo went flying in there. So I just feel like I feel like Luke would be the easy choice, just because they've already got that that uh, connection established. So mm-hmm. it'll be easier to spend more time on like the battle and the story there than to reintroduce the connection between like Han or Lando or anybody like that. I want a part of me wants to see Lando uh, hit on Bo Katan. <laughs> well, hello <there. laughs> but it's got to be childish gambino <laughs> it does it has to be and if 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 lando ends up in episode seven we are wherever she is nines um you're gonna have to come on for the episode just to do your lando impression yep heck so what about Jar Jar Binks? Jar Jar is always a possibility. He, no, so it's he's funny. Not, he's not doing much at this point. It's funny. One of the other gentlemen that I work with who listens, um, Chris, shout out to Chris. Chris! He uh, he sent me a text. Uh, I think it was from IMDB, and it had, you know, like the cast and stuff. And I think yeah. it said, like, Han Solo, Harrison Ford was part of the cast or whatever. And I was like, well, they, you know, they throw people off with those, or sometimes they're not real and type thing. But I really doubt that they would throw the cast up there if they're trying to keep everything secret because they haven't done it in the past. And then like a day later, I was on a website and they were like, hey, look who's in uh, chapter seven of the Book of Boba Fett. And it had Ahmad Best listed as as Jar Jar Binks. And then it said slash Darth Binks. (laughs) Now, don't get me wrong. I think poor Jar Jar got a bad rap, but I don't want to see that. Bro, what if it's Jar 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 that runs the fights? (laughs) <laughs> yeah jar jar's the big mastermind yeah but i was talking to uh another nerds and beer alumni here takuma 
<laughs> so we were talking about, it and I was like, you know, Ahmad Best has had a rough go. First, he gets you know shitted on because he was Jar Jar. Then YouTube puts him on that Jedi uh, game show, mm-hmm. and that thing like bombed too. I'm like, if there was anybody that wanted to assassinate George Lucas, it's gonna be Ahmad Best. <laughs> uh, like that dude just is having a rough go. Yeah. All right, so I I think that. Go ahead. Oh, Brody just said he would try to kill George and Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah. Um, so. I think that pretty much wraps up everything for Boba now, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it very much sets things up for the, the big finale. So I, I think it was pretty phenomenal. It, it, well, no. It's not everything. What did we forget? We forgot the gunslinger. Oh, my God. How did we not talk about that? <laughs> so at the end of the episode... This lone figure, after Mando goes and talks to Cobb Vanth about trying to like recruit them into the, the fight and help out, mm-hmm. and then he leaves, Mando leaves, and then there's this walking into the desert from the desert to towards Cobb Vanth in the city, and he's got a hat on like a bantha, like a bantha, <laughs> <laughs> and he's walking in. and Who is it? It's a Duros, and which, which Duros? None other than it's the uh, dude from the Blue Man Group. Yeah, oh, no, none other, none other than Cad Bane. Yes. So that was pretty sweet to see him live action. Yeah. So now he, am I remembering correctly that Cad Bane is one of your favorite characters? Correct. I do like him. I enjoy him very much, and the history between him and Boba plays perfect for this series. So I'm uh, another battle between those two. And uh, I was going to say something, but I totally forgot it. Now everybody on YouTube is doing different deep fakes when to have Disney try and hire them. Yeah. And they like changed, you know, the, the tone of his blue skin. Like they made it darker, which, um, which I can kind of see, but was it, was it you and me talking about it, Joe, about like the, the shade of his skin? Yeah, I think it was. And we were, you were like, well, he's like way older now. So of course it's probably going to lighten up just like, you know, people get gray hair. Now, I don't, this has me thinking on a whole different line, which um, I know if Nines was here, she would be like, yeah, yeah. But um, what what are the chances of the Dark Horse um, saving the day people as being the Bad Batch? <laughs> How great would that be? That would be pretty sweet. I don't think, I don't think Disney's quite at the spot where they want to live action them, but that would be dope. Yeah, it would be pretty sweet to fit it in there. You said, I think it would be, and they would all have, much they would all have Tamara Morrison's face too. <laughs> yeah. Dude, they totally would. <laughs> well, you think about it, Tamara Morrison, man. Like I've said it before, like he's he's got it made right now. He can play Boba, he can play Cody, he can play Rex. You know, any of these flashbacks with these, or you know, characters that are still relevant and alive. Mm-hmm. Like he can play those parts in all these shows. Mm-hmm. So. But yeah, Cad Bane showing up, and I love the fact that they used the original voice actor, um, and it was just so badass to see. It was so great. I can't wait to see more the next episode. Yep, and they 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 pulled off they pulled off his look and they pulled off his demeanor, and the original voice you know sets the tone too. But he he was everything he should have been in live action. Yeah, he was awesome. So, and then it ends, and then I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, 
That's a, that episode had so many things. Like it had loot, you know. It get well, it gives us R two. Like holy crap, that's cool. And you get Ahsoka. Like whoa, they push the envelope more. Whoa, there's Luke. Whoa, there's Luke doing flips. Whoa, there's Cad Bane. Like this episode just had so much. Yeah, yeah, it was phenomenal. It was about hands down the best episode mm-hmm. of Star Wars content that we've seen in a while. I wouldn't necessarily say the best episode of the Book of Boba Fett because it didn't really have Boba Fett in it, <laughs> right. but it was the episode of star wars content that i feel like we've seen boba in, made a cameo in, a in his own show yeah yep. and he was there and he did what boba fett does stands there and looks around like yep. didn't really see anything he was just there you know mm-hmm. so, so but yeah awesome episode if if you have not caught up on bobo fett um you need to go wa- get yourself caught up watch all these episodes um just skip the small speeder bike chase in whatever episode was it three yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Skip that. Everything else is primo. Yep. <laughs> if you haven't watched it yet, then I'm gonna, I'll be like, oh, come on. Why is it taking so long to load? I had a sound bite all queued up. That's what she said. Hmm. Oh, man. Never mind. I give up. <laughs> all right. So we have one more, one more big thing to cover this week. I think we've already. We fit in for an episode we thought was going to be short. We fit in a lot of stuff already, but we, we have we're still, we're still running shorter than uh, than last week's episode. So that's well, last week was like the Godfather, man. We were like two and a half hours. <laughs> yeah, and we don't even need to take a break for this. I'm just going to jump yeah. right into it. All right, so we have for the second second week in a row, we have a primo beer review by Cash himself. Well, what, what yeah. do you got, sir? So tonight, as we're recording this, uh, this episode, I was drinking the, uh, and I'll actually post about it on Facebook tonight, so you probably see it before you listen to this, but this episode, I was drinking uh, from Roke Brewing Company, which is out of um, Royal Oak, I believe it's Royal Oak, let me double check here, Royal Oak, Michigan. It was, it's called the Devil Dew, or excuse me, Devil Dog, Devil Dog, and it's an oatmeal Dog. stout. Yep. It's an oatmeal stout, and it comes in at 8.3%. Yes. So Devil Dog, and I've already actually drank through it, and I'm onto a different drink, which I'm not going to review yet because I've only had a little bit of it. But Devil Dog was super good. It was a smooth drink, and it went down very easily. Uh, So it's a smooth (laughs) smooth velvety. (laughs) It's smooth velvety and a bold oatmeal stout. Chocolate malts and rolled oats bring out the nutty chocolate and roasted coffee coffee characteristics. So the beer it says is near and dear to Roke, and as a portion of every drop sold is donated to the local VA hospitals in Detroit. So if you buy it, they donate a portion of the money to the VA hospitals. So um, eight point three percent. If I had to rate it um, on a scale of one to six, I would probably give it a uh 5.25 wow that's yeah so the ones we've given so on untapped the app that i use to track my beers that i try and get write-ups and reviews and everything like that um one to five is their scoring as i said before and i gave it a 4.25 on there 0.25 based on our standards so now refresh my memory what is the distributor the bottler of this uh the bottler is called roke brewing company and they are out of Royal Oak, Michigan. So let's give a, a brief shout out to them. Good job in donating part of the proceeds to, you know, VA causes. So so good job to them. Yeah, yeah, very good. And and 
fine job on brewing this too. It was quite delicious. I, it was one that I picked up actually today uh, in Lansing when I was there uh, doing some running around and stuff. And I picked it up at Megabev in Lansing, just on Cedar street, South end of Lansing for those that are local here. And uh, it was one of the, like, you know, you create your own six pack type deals. And uh, I saw it on the shelf and looked at it a little bit and I was like, eh, I'll give it a shot. I did snag another one of their brews too. Um, it's, I can't, think of what it is right now but i was like oh well i'll get both of these and try them so if the second one is as good as the first one then i'm happy i got them good job so yeah so check them out megabev uh lansing south end of lansing on cedar street that's where i got it so and the name of name of the beer again was what the devil dog oatmeal stout devil dog okay yeah yeah so as opposed like as opposed to the devil dog that i remember back in the day when us, uh, I don't believe you golfed with us that day, but I think uh, me and Neil and Paul and <laughs> a, th- a fourth unnamed accomplice, because I don't know <laughs> if they want their name on the radio, but um, actually ate a gas station hot dog Ooh. that was from the night before and put biscuits and gravy on it and called it a devil dog and Ooh. then proceeded to get really sick while we were playing golf. That's gross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, so check it out, and uh, you won't be disappointed. So, All right, well cool. done, sir. Another another qual- quality beer review from you. Thank, um, you. Thank you. Anything else we want to fit into this episode? Uh, no, I think that's it. I think that's all we got for this week. Uh, just remind them about the giveaway that we have running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make sure. Okay, this is the episode you need to share. Go like our page, like the Nerds and Beer page on Facebook, and then share this episode on your page. And that will, that's all you need to do to get, get entered in this contest for the Echo Dot. And then um, on our next podcast, we will announce the winner. Heck yeah. So we want to, you know, just say thank you to everybody. <laughs> Text message. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> we, we just want to say thank you to everybody for listening and, you know, checking us out. So go back, check out previous episodes. Be sure to get in on this uh, giveaway. Yeah, and I think this uh, maybe will be the start of uh, a routine. Maybe, you know, once a month or something, we'll give away something fun. Yeah, yes. Liking our post and uh, just stay tuned for more. Yeah. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, McClunky, as always, there's still a pandemic going on. So what do people need to do? There's crickets because he's gone. (laughs) Yeah, he left. What in the shit? <laughs> like, okay, it's it's all right if Nines wanders away. It's all right if Buckets doesn't even show up for months. But McClunky can't leave. Yeah, no, there's... Well, you know what? <laughs> when, this, when this pandemic just continues to grip our country, it's his fault. Yep. You dropped McClunky. the message. McClunky, what do you say about that? <laughs> Crickets. <laughs> Uh, well, from from Cash and Crash, the, the original two amigos, um, thank you for listening. And uh, what are your parting words, Cash? Uh, just keep, stay nerdy, man. It's a great time to be a nerd right now. It is an amazing time. I hope, you know, I hope this never goes away, but I hope if it does, we appreciate what we had. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, yeah, just nerdy, everybody. All right. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Bye-bye. Did we just become best friends? Yep!